press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take a spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama? Dylan. <laughs> Connor. I bet you weren't expecting this. I know. This is a special little addition that we're adding on post-recording. Yes. In fact, like three days later. I know. So I've really had time to ruminate and feel the fantasy of what we experienced on Friday. Amazing. It so, makes it sound really dramatic, but it was So basically, Connor and I are putting this little intro bumper on the episode yes. because we had this fantastic interview on Friday night with an alumna of RuPaul's Drag Race. Legendary queen from NYC. Yes, God, named Alexis <laughs> Michelle. And she was in between doing our podcast and heading on to a drag event that she had. So we didn't have too much time. So the episode was a little shorter. So we felt comfortable adding on. I know, because we want to keep consistent. We don't want to be like Big Little Lies season two, where some episodes were 62 minutes and some were 34. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But right, we, we, yes. We famously don't talk about Big Little Lies we don't, season two. We don't talk about that. You know, but I think we should. Oh? And so maybe this isn't the time. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. I Big Little Lies season one, I think a near perfect season of television. Oh, yeah. It, it stopped traffic everywhere. Stopped traffic. I mean, giving the performance of her career, no, not Nicole Kidman. No, not Laura Dern. And no, girl, not even Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley? Wait, why did I blank on yeah, her? Yeah, that's her name. name. That's her name, yeah. I, who I do think delivers, but it's, Re- it's, Ms. it's Ms. Reese. She is giving the performance of career as this iconic just woman of the modern era this mother this community theater director Mm. this friend loyal friend the most loyal friend um wife even madeline mckenzie madeline mckenzie um but i mean big little lies season two it's like maybe less is more sometimes i agree (laughs) one more thing i want to say but the episode counts were out of whack but that was because of that director controversy where they filmed with a whole new director from season one submitted it to hbo and then hbo was like um, we wanted to feel more like season one felt. Mm-hmm. And they went in and they kind of like hijacked the episodes yeah. and didn't use all the footage. I guess there was all this lost footage. Um, and Oh, I can't wait for the documentary of the book about that all one oh day. My God. That's going to be so juicy. I know. Well, I remember it was very telling that something was wrong because I followed all the girls on Instagram and when it wrapped, they were all like giving huge shout outs to the director. It was the same woman directed all the episodes and I forget her name right now, but oh my God, I'm really going on right now. They all were like, they were obsessed with her and then HBO was like, no, we have a different vision and I think the, the, the result was what it was. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't good. Oh, <gasps> Really? I don't think it was very good. I think parts of it were good. The last thing we can... Trailene's wit. The only thing I want... (laughs) Reminiscent of mine presently. That's all we're going to say about that. The last thing I want to add about Big Little Lies is that I remember hearing that the first season, when they put out the initial casting, they wanted Jennifer Lawrence for the Shailene Woodley role. Oh my God. She would have slayed. She would have been great. I love... I do Mm -hmm. love Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. You do. <laughs> Anything you have to say to me? Not at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think she would have slayed. Yeah. And then every single actress in the show, all of the leads, with the exception of Zoe Kravitz, would have been Oscar winners. 
Oh, that's interesting. Laura Dern won her Oscar this year, but right. Nicole won for the hour, the the uh, the minutes, the hours. Wait, why am I not knowing? Reese won for Walk the Line. Oh, Shailene doesn't have one. Oh, because it would have been Jennifer Lawrence right, for right. Silver Linings Playbook. Exactly. Um, Laura won this year, and then Meryl has two. So. Because we can't. For, well, I guess we are talking about Big Little Lies season yeah. two. Okay. Anyway, this has nothing to do with Big Little Lies season two. We were talking about. We want to add this little bumper here because right. we want to give you more content, and also because we talk about something in this episode. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race season twelve premiered last week, and this, and I guess now, at least, uh, this yeah, the week full, too. it's fully premiered, fully premiered. But one of the queens was disqualified. Right. And when we recorded this episode with Alexis Michelle, we we were trying to be respectful of the situation that happened and we were we ended up being a little bit vague. I think it was just pretty emotionally raw for everyone like yeah. And out of respect, we didn't want oh, to. Oh, to respect <laughs> Bibi Zahar. Extremely Bibi Zahar. Yes. We, so what, what I wanted to do, and Connor and I both came together with this idea to... Creative directors. <laughs> was to just explain briefly what exactly happened and why we're, it's a little bit touchy, is that we... So what happened was, mm-hmm. Sherry Pye, who henceforth is the queen who should not be named who is on this current season of Drag Race and is a New York City drag queen was disqualified from the competition on basically the eve of this premiere in which she would be appearing. And she essentially is not a good person and coerced men into submitting themselves in various acts under the under the guise uh, that they were auditioning for a role for a woman named Alison Mossy. And it eventually came to be that this Alison Mossy is actually sherry pie and they did some explicit things and just some very uncomfortable things they're on steroids some one yeah, on steroids just, like just things that like it was just horrible it's like the extreme it's like catfishing to the extreme where it's just like coercion and awful and mentally damaging to a lot of these men and twitter really came together and basically campaigned against viacom and world of wonder and said we need to like she needs to be disqualified and she was. So it's unacceptable. Se- and so the season is airing as is. And, you know, I'm not a spoiler person, but I can only imagine that, that she goes kind of far because they made yeah, such a big deal out I of this. I think so. I think she must. She mu- If she was, like, gone the first week, I don't know that they would have right. commented on it. But now, you can obviously look into it, look it up. It's crazy. And I am glad. We do talk about this in the episode, but I'm glad they're going to give all the other amazing queens the season that they they filmed last year and that right. they that they deserve all the hard work that they put in because RuPaul's Drag Race is a dream for these drag queens for you know for, for a lot of them and I think that it's amazing that we're still going to get to see all the hard work that they put into it crown a whole new drag superstar yes. and I think it's also worth saying that Sherry Pye will not be in the finale right which leads me to believe again not a spoiler queen if you don't even want theories Skip ahead, fifteen second jump on your podcast app on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> um, I think she must have made it to the finale. It's it's really possible. I I will also say that Drag Race and it, it, it might be a niche topic for some of our listeners, but there is certainly an intersection between Broadway and Drag Race. It's a lot of that queer and creative communities coming together. That um, it's a show about joy and acceptance and love and happiness and and liberation. And it's really sad to me that this season has has sort of already there's a shadow cast on it. Like yeah. there's that asterisk that will be by the season twelve Wikipedia page. But it's I really hope that the 
editors are able to cut as much out of Sherry as they can as it goes on. Even if that means we don't have to see a lot of the confessionals, you can't cut around a challenge win. But, I mean, they certainly edit us to believe who's a good guy and who's a bad guy throughout this series. Yeah, like, that's you know. true. That's really true. So, I mean, like, Fifi in season four, she was winning a bunch of challenges, but she got the villain edit. So, like, it's possible that Sherry can be winning a bunch of challenges but be edited. And I don't even know if I want to see her as a villain. I just kind of don't want to see her at all because it reminds me of the horrible thing. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Well, I think that had to be said. Yes. So, look into it if you want more, but we have a sickening episode it's so much fun and i hope that everyone listens and enjoys and we had a blast with alexis and we have great stuff coming also down the line Mm -hmm. oh my god we are literally having so much fun doing this podcast i feel like we don't talk about it enough because we're always in the moment in these conversations Mm -hmm. um with all of our guests but we love the feedback um we love seeing you guys listen and we love hearing from you every week and it's truly a joy to do. Um, I don't know. We're like kind of like getting emotional here. But it's, it's fun. It's fun, especially so fun. like the reactions that we get on the Instagram account. That's really yeah. fun. And we hope that everyone's following. I know we say it at the end of every episode. And also I'm going to sell ourselves a little bit here. But if you haven't given us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Oh, girl. Please do. Leave a review. It helps. Like, we are finding new... Our audience is growing week to week, and it's because of those ratings. We yes. we just entered some new charts recently. Yes, God. And um, our audience is growing and expanding, and we're glad that everyone's along for the ride. Yes. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. All right. So, we're just going to go right ahead and enter into our episode with Alexis Michelle. Drama. drama welcome to drama a podcast that covers theater pop culture love and life in, in new, new york, york city. city i am connor mcdowell and i am dylan mcdowell and today in addition to covering pop culture theater love and life in new york city we're also covering drag yes we have an absolutely sickening guest today <laughs> and i just wanted to take up every single second that we have and just i know jump i think we right should in. get in we should jump yeah. right into okay, it let's do it and it's also so exciting because tonight which of course this will air after but yeah. tonight is part Part two of the premiere Ugh. of RuPaul's Drag Race season twelve. Season twelve. Yeah, the second part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Ru's oh second big opening. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. How you like them egg rolls, Mr. Charles? <laughs> Our guest today is the original hashtag Subway Fish, a native New Yorker who is known around the world for her fabulous looks, powerful stage presence, and for being the premier theater queen of NYC. After winning season five of So You Think You Can Drag at New World Stages, this doll has gone on to place in the top five of season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Serving charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent for the entire world to share, she gained legendary status with her incredible looks, snatch game winning Liza Minnelli performance, Chris Kardashian realness, <laughs> oh and impeccable makeup skills. Her gorgeous album, Love Fool, is available now via Broadway Records, and she performs her cabaret show regularly and is coming back to Find Science 54 Below this April. Oh my god. Also this April, you can see this legendary queen on TLC's Dragnificent. Please welcome to drama, Alexis, Alexis Michelle. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome. Um, excuse me for being late. You know, I actually really kept up with my Subway Fish reputation, <laughs> and I took the train because it's pouring mm-hmm, outside, mm-hmm. and I thought I will definitely be late in a car, but of course, there were wicked delays oh, on the subway. God. Yeah. Well, yeah, naturally, but you know, as the Subway Fish, you know it's usually just faster to do the subway. It usually is, mm-hmm. and you know, the corona crowds were really clogging things. Oh, mm-hmm. I have drama on that later. I literally got <laughs> pushed onto the car by a swarm 
of tourists. Oh my god. They were like, oh, this is how we do it Whoa. at home. We push to get it onto the train. And the- I had my wig up in the air. <laughs> I was like, okay, 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 don't don't push me. Well, because you are you're gigging tonight. Yes, I'm I'm gigging and then I am spectating oh <laughs> yes yes yeah i'm gonna join my best judy dusty ray bottoms yes. at club coming oh where she's God. hosting drag race this yes. season and then we are gonna scoot off to the late nubia show oh i forgot that's tonight, that's tonight. oh my God. that's like the black drag excellence show with that's right your sister bb from yes. dragnificent and shay and my i believe the vixen yes, is on there. vixen and Bob and Peppermint, my other season nine sister. Oh my God. You are on one of the most iconic seasons of Drag Race. People seem to say that. Yes. I, I think they're right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's one of the only seasons I've watched twice. Really? Actually, last summer we were kind of just like bored, whatever. There was a Drag Race lull with nothing airing, and we were like, "What do you want to do?" And we just decided to rewatch Nine because we had binged it later in like mm, the course of a weekend. Yes. So we every week watched another episode. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Thank you. It's you one of my favorites. We felt represented by your Broadway queen Aww. status on the show. Well, That's I can't real. say I've watched it twice. That's okay. <laughs> Once was enough for me. And you lived it, too. You have yeah. your memories of the whole experience, yeah, too. Yeah, but yeah. no, it's it's seriously so much fun. And that was also the first VH1 season. Yes, that's right. And we didn't know that going in. Okay. Um, we thought it was going to be on Logo. And I think it might it might have been like... The day that it got announced that we found out. Oh my God. Wow. It's going to be on VH1. If I remember right, but you know, it's a, it was a few years ago. Yeah, it, it honestly <laughs> was, but I mean, like, the seasons are all kind of coming out so close to each other yes. now that it all kind of blurs together yes. in some ways. How many times did you audition? Eight. Eight. Oh my God. Eight. Um, I. They their casting process for season one was sort of quiet. I don't think they knew exactly what their process would be, so they okay. really went out into the field, is my understanding, and plucked people for the first season. Mm-hmm. I did remember hearing that rumor. And so when they started a more sort of conventional submission process was for season two, and that's when I put myself in the mix because I had I had left uh, musical theater school. Okay. Um, I was here in New York pursuing that career, and I was really afraid of letting anybody in the theater know that I dabbled in drag, mm. because hmm. I thought, well, there go your Billy Bigelow dreams <laughs> if they know that you're a cross-dressing queen. So it was really seeing season one of Drag Race that made me want to sort of come out again, if you will. I, you know, wow. I came out really young as okay. a gay child. and oh you grew gosh. up in New York. And I that grew was, up here, you know, yeah. Wow. And my second coming out was sort of letting people know that drag was something I was really passionate about and and that I wanted to do it on television. Oh my God, how beautiful. Yeah. So. That's so special. How old were you when you came out as gay? 13. Young. Young. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and you know, even in, you might think, oh, in New York City, mm-hmm. I bet that was great. But coming out at 13, I didn't. I was in a small school at the time, okay. and I didn't know anybody else that identified that way or that was out. Actually, like looking back to my classmates, I don't think any of the boys um, that I know of are oh, identify right. that way even now. So, wow. yeah, that's small. Yeah, so it how was brave small. of you! That's incredible. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was more like combustion than bravery. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was on vacation. I had already come out at school, which was like, 
a non-event. <laughs> um, Do you have like your best gal pals that you were like drawn I, to? I was already like socially all mm-hmm. with the girls. Oh, For sure. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, I spent like the the younger years with the boys and playing sports and mm-hmm. then like transitioned into theater exclusively uh-huh. and you know, got back got back with the gals. Uh-huh. And um, we were on vacation, me and my family, and this was when the real world Miami oh, yeah. was on. Of course. And I had such a thing for Dan. Oh, I Dan is like one of those like legendary. Like. <laughs> and I just blurted out, my brother and I were in our hotel room and I blurted out, I'm gay and he's hot. Oh. I, you know, I really like wanted to just say I love this guy, mm-hmm. but I had to announce what that meant first. Oh. And within 20 or 30 minutes, my brother helped me tell oh. my mother. Okay. <laughs> but I was ready. Okay. I, I, ready. I, I, ready. I was busting to do it. So. Oh, wow. Oh and then how soon after that did was Alexis Michelle born? Oh, well, she was always, she was always there. Um, <laughs> I, I would say my, you know, my earliest things that I can sort of point to and say that's why you wanted to do drag mm-hmm. or that's why it happened are from watching movie musicals mm-hmm. when I was a kid. So Sound of Music. Oh yes. My Fair Lady, which by the way I was highly traumatized as a child several years later when I learned that that was not Audrey Hepburn singing. I know. But once I recovered from the shock and heartbreak of that, <laughs> I became a Marnie Nixon stage. Yeah, of course. An, so. an, an unsung hero, no pun intended, in and many ways. I got to see Marnie Nixon in the, not the most recent, but the, the roundabout Follies revival that <gasps> oh. preceded the last one. Wow. And she replaced, oh God, don't take away my musical theater card. Um, <laughs> the uh, So Heidi is the operatic singer. Mm-hmm. She's the eldest of the returning yes. uh, Weissman girls. And when that revival opened, it was played by, mm, I'm pretty sure she was the original Lori in Oklahoma. Oh. And her name oh is God. escaping me right now, which is why I feel really... Listeners are screaming into They're their really mad, They're like, oh my and God. you should be. I'm sorry. <laughs> but none of us can come up with the name. I'm It'll, sure Robbie Rosell's listening, and he's like... He's cursing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robbie, I'm sorry. <laughs> but at any rate, so I saw, saw that cast, mm-hmm. and then um, Marnie Nixon replaced her, and I, I went back to see Marnie Nixon. Oh, wow. Because she was such a legend. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, it was watching those movie musicals, you know, Wizard of Oz, um, the 1980s Annie... Oh, yes. Um, Iconic. That really, you know, made me fall in love with strong female performances. Okay. And I quickly realized, like, well, that's obviously more fun. Oh, you know? oh, yeah. oh yeah. Not just the wardrobe, but the material and 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 these bold personalities. And yes. so the instinct to play dress up was there from a very young age. And I guess... I did it. I did it a lot as a little little kid, and I was not discouraged. I was totally allowed to to play like dress put up. Put on like your mom's jewelry mm-hmm. and high heels. Oh yeah! In fact, speaking of Annie and my mom's jewelry, <laughs> she had a really long strand of of beads, uh-huh. and my favorite thing to do was like stuff them down my shirt and then pull them out slowly, <laughs> uh, the way Carol Burnett oh, pulled yes. them yes. out of Bernadette Peters' cleavage. Iconic. <laughs> so. 
Lily yeah. St. Regis and Miss Hannigan. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's a deep mood. Uh-huh. Oh my God, um, I love it. That's so fun. Yeah, so I, I would say the dressing up sort of slowed down and sort of went dormant for a little bit. And then in middle school, it, it, came, it came back out. I was planning to go march in the village Halloween parade with my friends wearing a Richard Nixon mask and a cape. (laughs) And I did end up wearing the cape, but I did not wear the mask. And by the time we headed out to join the parade, I was a witch. Okay. Oh, there you go. Because this girlfriend of mine, Ruby, her family would dress up in a big group and they'd all do the same theme. Oh, Oh, fun. Fun. Every year. And that year was witches. So that was my my re-entrance to drag, and I always say Halloween is the gateway drug of drag. Yeah. Oh yes, that makes <laughs> totally, sense. Yeah. Definitely makes totally. sense. Yeah. Wow. I always wanted to be poison ivy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like you see like Uma Thurman in those mm-hmm. outfits in that movie. Oh like, my god. Because that's a drag performance. 100%. Oh yeah. Percent. And. Yeah. And it is irresistible, and I think probably 99.9% of queens have done it at some point. Oh, yeah. I certainly have. Yeah. <laughs> My bathing suit category oh, yes. in Mist America in Atlantic City was a poison ivy. Ah, there you go. Oh, I didn't even it. know that. I love that. Well, we usually ask our guests what their ring of keys moment is, which is kind of that moment that got you into the arts, the performing arts. Oh, well, it sounds like sure. maybe that could have been it, but do you have that moment? The movie musicals did come very early. Probably around the same time. I, you know, I don't know if I was watching those movies at four years old. Okay. I might have been, but when I was five, I saw the original production and cast of Into the Woods on oh, Broadway. Right. Well, that oh, would be it. That's it. My God. And that did seal the deal. And at that age, what what swept me away was, how did they find a way to tie all those stories together? <laughs> oh, those stories yes. I knew. Mm-hmm. And I remember going home and like just relaying it to my mother about how they had tied all these stories together and how incredible that was to me. But as I aged and the show stayed with me, I, you know, quickly became a Sondheim freak. Oh, yes. And the and as and really it stayed with me, you know, it's always been a favorite. And as I continued to listen to it over mm-hmm. the years and as life happens yeah. everything becomes more meaningful and you understand more and get more 100% Into the Woods has every life lesson you could possibly need right these it's little all there. nuggets of wisdom it's beautiful it's like you've had this conversation with us before because we were in Into the Woods when we were 16 <laughs> and I truly believe it changed my life it changed yeah. my life the little, the little nuggets that you said like the lines like Everything it's so relevant even today. Like children mm-hmm. will listen, and like just mm-hmm. everything that's it's about loss and love and dreams. Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. What character did you relate to the most? Hmm. Well, at the time, at the time, I wasn't you know thinking about gender. Okay. Um, and I didn't know quite yet that I wanted to be on stage. I was just sort of swept away and. And also, you know, at the time, the sort of visual and special effects in that production were mm-hmm. probably pretty fancy, but mm-hmm. now oh, they're, sure. they're quite archaic. Oh, yeah. But and there I is was, a DVD of the production. Oh, of course. Yes. yes. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> that lives on. And I got swept away by the stagecraft and, and the magic of theater. Oh, yeah. And... So at that, at that young age, I don't know that there was a particular... 
you know, person or character that I wanted to be. However, I think now that I'm thinking of it, I think I had seen Annie already. Okay. So connecting, seeing Bernadette Peters live was mind-blowing. And at five years old, too, that's so special. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So I definitely... I definitely gravitated to the witch and the witch's rap and transformation resurfaced <laughs> in my life many years later and was a very pivotal moment in my drag career. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, Into the Woods has come back again in the past year. I had my baker's wife, Joanna Gleason, moment. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm sure you've heard of A is for Audra, the smashing children's book. Absolutely. So I was invited by its fabulous creators to read the book aloud and do a book signing with Christine Ebersole and Joanna Gleason. (laughs) And once they confirmed which ladies would be coming, I costumed myself accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. Had the most exquisite baker's wife fantasy created for me um, by new friends, James and AC, uh, who Shout actually out. work for Greg Barnes. Oh, no way. Oh, that's, and that's how much more Broadway does it get? It, there, it doesn't. Know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when I walked into our little holding room, which was the stock room at Books of Wonder, um, I just saw the look on Joanna's face. Oh. It made her day. You know, oh, that's she, so cool. Because the show was such a special mm-hmm. time in her life and marker for her. Absolutely. And so seeing the loving way these guys detailed this costume really tickled her. And seeing her response tickled me. So oh, yeah. It was everything. And she got the Tony for that, too. Mm-hmm. Rightly uh, so. Rightly I, so. I interviewed her last year, and I asked her what like a line from Sondheim that stands out to her is. And she said that the beginning part of Moments in the Woods, when she says, this is ridiculous, what am I doing here? That was something that Sondheim had said to her, tell me what your character is thinking in this moment. And she said all of that. And, and then, then he used mm-hmm. it. Ugh. I isn't love that. that I didn't so know cool. that story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. I hadn't heard that story either, and that's magical. Right? I have a... I have. I don't know if I can jump, but I have jump one of those stories yes, for you. Yes, please. We're You're all gonna love yeah. this. Uh, I have been a cut dancer in a chorus line twice. Okay. Which, if you've done it, you know it is the most painful <laughs> thing to do because you study and learn this incredible show, this incredible material, and you get all stretched and hyped up, and you you know live your truth for fifteen minutes, and then bye. It's hard, uh, and I've have done it twice. It it is rather and, heartbreaking. And some productions don't even bring them back for one at the end. Like it's just like, did did you get to come back? Most though? don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not mm. the traditional staging. Yeah. Okay. Um, Did not know that. Okay. So yeah, you're probably thinking of an educational theater <laughs> loophole where uh-huh. the whole cast gets right. to come uh-huh. back. That is not the way the show is traditionally community staged. theater. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. The first time I did it was at LaGuardia High School for Performing Arts. We did it my sophomore year. Amazing. And we had another one of the cut dancers who was also in the drama department with me was a guy named Jeff Correa. And his dad is Broadway and film dancer Don Correa. And his mom is Sandy Duncan. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Don Correa, he didn't open a chorus line, but he is 
one of the OG company members, um, you know, from its initial run. And Don helped us assemble a smattering of OG company members to come and talk to us. So Donna was there and Kelly Bishop and (gasps) Priscilla Lopez. It was incredible. Now, in addition to being... Uh, in the first 15 minutes of the show, I ended up as wardrobe supervisor because I can't help myself. Sure. I caught the theater bug early. (laughs) You know, I was painting sets, doing costumes, doing people's makeup. And I've always sort of kept that, like, have to have my hand in everything. Mm -hmm. Now, we were trying to pick the right leotard for our Sheila. And I was pushing her to wear a nude leotard just like Sheila does right. in the show. And she was so against it because who the hell wants to wear a nude <laughs> leotard? Like the only thing worse would be white, but I don't know, I think nude shows more. So yeah. she didn't want to wear it. And I raised my hand when we had a Q&A with these original cast members and I said, Kelly, you know, we're trying to figure out um, what kind of leotard to have our Sheila wear. Uh, her name was Rachel. She was a, actually a visual arts student. That was oh. the cool thing at LaGuardia. It was school-wide production. It was not just the drama department. Oh. So we had this incredible visual arts student, Rachel, and she was a phenomenal Sheila. She really like knew how to. That's a tricky role. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she knew how to embody it. So. I asked this question about why the nude leotard, and everybody kind of rolled their eyes at me, like, why are you wasting Kelly Bishop's time talking about this? And then this story ensued. Every day to rehearsal, they would wear their own dance clothes, Mm -hmm. and really, I think that the costumes from the show were sort of plucked out of inspiration from these people's organic dance clothing. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it came to laundry day, (laughs) and the only leotard left in Kelly's drawer was a nude leotard, and she wore it to rehearsal, and they rehearsed at the ballet, and of course, you know, Sheila, for the beginning of the show, stands with her hand on her hip Mm -hmm. and gives a lot of tude, until finally, and at the ballet, she lets her arms down and becomes very vulnerable. And after they rehearsed it, Michael Bennett goes, Kelly, that's it. You, you have to wear the nude leotard. <gasps> and she was like, no, no, Michael, why? I don't want to, I, I look naked, I don't want mm. And he said, that's exactly why you have to wear it. Oh. Sheila shows up to an audition intending to look naked mm-hmm. for the director. And then when she finally lets her guard down, she's like a vulnerable, naked little girl standing wow. there. Oh my God, how chills. Chills, chills, chills. Can chills. you imagine? Oh my Kelly God. Bishop tells you that. And and I was just like, uh-huh. And also reinforces uh-huh. your idea. That, <laughs> <the> new- <laughs> and that it was a worthwhile question. Uh-huh. Yes. Right, right, right. So, oh, that's I so love incredible. That. Yeah. Oh, Kelly Bishop. Icon. Emily, Emily Gilmore. Mm-hmm. That's Emily Gilmore. right. Yes. And, um, okay, take the gay card away. Um, Mrs. Houseman. I don't know what her first name is, but she's she's the mother in Dirty Dancing. Oh, of oh, yes. oh yes. yeah, I always of forget course. that. Yes. Oh, she's so amazing. Yeah. All right. We there are so many things. Vivian. That I think that sounds right. Or no, Vivian is the. I think Vivian might be the woman that uh, that he has. Uh, you know, the the yeah. card player's husband. I think that's Vivian. I can see the wheels. I weirdly can't remember it. the name. Anyway, Mrs. Houseman. Yeah, Mrs. Houseman. That's she's right. fabulous. 
Dylan Dive. We, we need to talk about Drag Race. Oh, sure. We are such big Drag Race fans. You yes. don't say. <laughs> <laughs> it the is sensation. It is, yeah, and you know, honestly, it's it's ironic that we're recording right now because this is the second part of the premiere, and there's truthfully some drama that's going on just with the drag community. Yes, I, you know, as years of watching Drag Race, I too have been like a longtime fan. And mm-hmm. so the years of auditioning to get on the show were like wrapped up in I want to do that. I'm also a fan. I want to be a part of that sisterhood. And in the years since my appearance on the show, I've sort of with each passing year have known more of the the girls in the community. Mm-hmm. And especially on this season, I know the girls, uh, particularly from New York, There's very like five intimately. Of them, right? Yes, five. Mm-hmm. The only person I didn't really know before was Nikki Doll. Sure. Okay. Um, but I, you know, the others among them are very dear friends, and even my drag daughter, Jan Sport. We we're love. Full, we're like full speed She's behind the Jan. real deal. She really is the and real I, deal. I say, you know, I, I don't take ownership over her <laughs> as her mother. Um, when she was getting started, when we met, I think I saw her perform for the very second time she'd ever performed. Okay. And I definitely saw something of myself in her. Oh, sure. And also her talent was so sickening. It was like, it was so good. I couldn't be mad at it. Yeah. And we stayed in touch and she also got her start doing Kris Jenner. That was really oh. what she built her drag from. Her very first performance was this Kardashian um, uh, spoken word mix that led into her singing Children Will Listen. Oh my God! Stunningly. Oh, that's I'm brilliant. I was too. gagged too. <laughs> so, and I had just gotten back from filming my season of Drag Race, okay. and so I kept her sort of near and, you know, I think she looked up to me a bit and you know I sat her down once and we we played with makeup Mm -hmm. um and shortly before and everybody knew I had been away to film Drag Race but (laughs) shortly before my season was announced I said you know Jan I've never invited anybody into my house but I think so highly of what you do and I see a lot of myself in you and if you would like I would be honored if you wanted to be part of this family. Oh, and she was really excited, and she said yes. And oh, it's so special. And to watch her grow, and like I, I say humbly, I take, I don't take credit for her because the artist she's become is really due to her and her tenacity and her raw talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the girl figured it out. Yeah. She figured it out. She is really got one of the most stunning paints. She's got a great sense of style mm-hmm. and her talent yeah. is through the roof. I mean, I I see big things for her. I think she could be the first true legitimate drag queen pop star. I her vote the live vocals are insane. I heard do shallow the other night at mm-hmm. their or industry. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. It's one of her signatures. She can oh, also is it? Is she it can really? also host. She did yeah. she did a 90 minute solo at Icon, Icon in Astoria, all herself. One thing that Just I think incredible. I did sort of um, offer to her 
you know, way back was always to lead with a kind of positive, open heart and with kindness. Um, when you're a queen and you get on the mic, mm -hmm. that's usually the scariest thing, especially for an inexperienced okay. queen. And the impulse, I've seen so many queens go there, is to get kind of catty and nasty with your audience. Mm -hmm. seen it and too, I yeah. promise that doesn't make it better. <laughs> it only yeah. makes it worse. Yeah. And so leading with a fun, positive vibe is always the way. And I think that she has really carried herself Definitely. that way. So I've... Uh, you know, I've been, I am as inspired by her as she ever was by me, for oh, sure. That's gorgeous. Well, I think she's going to be top four. No spoilers. No, I don't yeah. know. We, don't, we, don't, we, keep, I, we stay away. From if not spoilers. winning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think she could go all the way. But It'll uh, it'll be really interesting to see how it unfolds. And of right. course, you know, I know it's been a very turbulent few days, mm -hmm. um, you know, with current events. And it's extremely disheartening and... Um, sad for everybody involved um as you know the only thing i really want to say about it is mm -hmm. that as always um i believe and sympathize with victims um and also can acknowledge that this is just a really sad situation for mm -hmm. everyone involved and i am glad at least the one the one uh positive takeaway from you know from what's been going on is that uh the girls will still get to have their season because there's been a lot of talk of pulling the pulling the season all together and mm, yeah. i think that the decision was made officially that they would air the season yes um you know and i just thought as soon as people started talking, you know, people were calling for, for them to do that. I was like, oh, my God, no. Mm -hmm. That would be the most devastating thing um, to this cast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's so hard to get on the show. Mm -hmm. And then it's really, it truly is for most of these people. It certainly was for me the hardest thing you'll ever do. Yeah. And so to like do it and then have that washed away would have would have been rough. So yeah, I'm absolutely. glad that the season goes on. Yes. And I, um, I am excited to see what all of the girls oh, yeah. bring to the show, and I support um, everybody. You know getting whatever help they need absolutely yeah. i really respect everything you said thank yes. you thank you you're you're so amazing you're so earnest i remember seeing one of your solo shows at 54 below <clears throat> and the whole thing was about how alexis i am and mm. you were, it was so special and you had all of us breathe and close our it was like a well, really interesting experience but i loved it so much connor wasn't living in new york at the I wasn't time here. But i missed it my first show at 54 below was premiered a couple days before we announced oh. season nine's cast. And so I put that show together and it really was a sort of retrospective of of my life. And it had a, a kind of lighthearted, um, you know, femme center to sure. it. And then that show, the, the next year, it was called Alexis I Am, which was a little bit deeper. Um, having been through the drag race experience yeah. and come out of it and all the excitement and all the difficulty that can sure. come with it, um, I had turned to meditation right. for That's right. That's right. for solace. <laughs> and that was really the, the, the basis of that show. But generally speaking, you know, in the many shows that I put together mm -hmm. since, I find that 
keeping it light and keeping it bright mm-hmm. and keeping it gay is always the best mm-hmm. uh, recipe. So I can promise yes. that for my ne- my new shows at 54 Below, Feinstein's, mm-hmm. uh, this April 24th and May 7th, That's right. it's going to be a gay old time. Oh my God. It's going to be... It's going to be great. If you love if you love drag, if you love Broadway, mm-hmm. if you love me, you got to come. <laughs> We're it's there. It's going to be great. And I remember la- at the even at the Alexis I am, you did a little a little Liza. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Match game award winning. Thank you. Yes. Oh, that was legendary. I mean, I I had to. I had to because I'd been doing Liza for years and each year, you know, for 8 years of auditioning mm-hmm. for the show, I would watch Snatch Game every year and just pray that no one would oh, do yeah. it. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. And there yes. were contestants that wanted to do Liza, but that um they didn't make it far enough okay. to get to do it. So the the Liza gods were looking out for me oh, yeah. and they let me do it. That and, was your moment. And I had to, you know, I, I wanted so badly to just nail it because it was such an important part of my life that I didn't want to uh, to fall on my face. Sure. Yeah. No, it was incredible. And everything that you delivered that entire season was just... I thought you were just... You shined throughout the whole thing. It Thank was just you. such a fun season. Thank and, you so much. Um Unfortunately, we're coming to the end. We have to kind of wrap things up. I feel like we could keep talking. I you could so literally talk to you guys for hours. Uh, I, I know. I want to hear your thoughts on the inheritance, which I, I believe we actually saw it the same day. Oh, did we see it mm-hmm. the same day? Yes, yeah, I remember seeing on Instagram um, that you went. But. It was epic. I mm-hmm. felt all the feels. Um, I was surpri- I'm was i surprised that it's closing I know. prematurely. I know. Um, but, you know, it was uh, definitely definitely a lot of feels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we really could keep talking for hours. Oh, but you're so I just want to say, make sure that you guys tune in to Dragnificent yes. on TLC. Yes. Um, we're having a sort of early premiere on April 19th. And then our regular time uh, will be April 20th, which are Monday nights. So oh, great. So you'll tune in every Monday night starting April 20th. Oh, it's going to be so and much catch fun. catch me and BB and Thorgy and Jujubee. Because ah, you were in right. Cleveland, right? In our parts of Ohio. We did yeah. film two episodes in Ohio. Oh, one very... Very close to Cleveland, okay. Berea. Oh, yes. oh, I'm very familiar with Berea. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used wow. to take flute lessons in Berea. <laughs> really? I did. I did. Hmm. Fun. I could play a flute in Berea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are so amazing, and this was so much fun. Thank you, guys. And we cannot wait to see all the fun things that are coming out over the next couple months with I you. Know. Everyone needs to follow you at Alexis Lives. That's right. And, and please, please Instagram. follow me. I am stunned how many times people say, oh my God, I'm obsessed with you. I love you. Even people that comment on my posts, these things, and then I check sometimes, and they don't follow me. <gasps> it's because they want to they, they keep control of their like following count. The numbers, yes. I know, but... Here's what I need to keep control of. Bookings <laughs> yes, are right. affected by the number of Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Get on get on the Alexis Lives train, people. It's yes. a good time. Oh yes. my God. I love. Um Dylan. Wait, we didn't have time for a dose of drama at the no, end to yeah. wrap up, but I will say the coronavirus panic in New York is real. And people at my work are literally talking about quarantining and we might have to go home and work from home for the next month if anything happens. Which what? Is so crazy. We literally had to do a demo today. Uh-huh. That was like, what would happen if we all were working from home and I'm getting a little bit nervous I'm really good at uh, not touching anything on the subway but like I said that 
the mm-hmm. train was delayed and so it was so crowded that I was forced I also had all my drag stuff all my yeah. drag bags so I was forced to put my hands on things and mm. that's just not something I, I like to do no. I know <laughs> so we're gonna get through it we're strong yes yeah but anyway Thank you so Thank much. You. Thanks, you are a doll. Thank a dream. You. you have to come back. This is so much fun. I yes. will. We yes. sh- I should come back so we can talk for three hours. Yes. yes. We would love that. Oh my God. All right. And follow Connor at Connor McDowell. And Dylan at Dylan McDowell. And at the Drama Podcast. Yes. And Connor, we'll see you next time. <gasps> Drama. Drama.